The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. It is a Friday, and I think today is one of those days that we can say thank God for that. Darren Pressler <laughs> joins us. And Darren, as we take a look at what's been happening in these markets, a tough day uh, for the trade. You know, early this morning, even the overnight, down 15 and a half. Uh, the beans were able to kind of push their way back up, still to the negative. A lot of frustrations going on in the trade today. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, you had to be up early to see the sell-off, uh, and it happened around 4 a.m. this morning. Most of the night, we were trading higher, and a lot of these grains, 4 a.m. came right around that time frame, and we broke hard to the downside. I think a lot of people are still considering uh, what's going on next week with the planning intentions, but uh, also these, these, these tariffs and, and how it's going to relate to China and what, what ramifications uh, that may have in, in, in the trade. Well, you talk about those tariffs, and, and it was definitely the hot topic in the in the market discussion yesterday, in mainstream news yesterday as well. How much banking has gone on for these grain markets, from from your perspective, for corn, beans? I think probably more beans than anything. Um, and as you look forward to next week. Yeah, I mean, what I was telling customers today is that. When, when these things, these headline-driven markets occur, uh, my first initial reaction at, from a trader standpoint is is they sell the, sell those, sell the news, sell the headlines, and it's almost like a knee-jerk reaction. Um, the fact that China may, re, may or may not retaliate, is, I don't think that is the, the important question that farmers or producers should ask. It's, okay, you look at the balance sheet, uh, and how much beans that really China has to import to meet their domestic needs. And then you look at what Brazil can per- physically produce. They, they in themselves cannot produce all the beans that China needs. They need the United States. And as long as you have a growing population in China that has a, a want or a desire to have a higher protein diet, their demand or their consumption of beans isn't going to slow down. Now, there could be an argument made that uh, China has been pouring billions and billions of dollars into Brazil's infrastructure. There's no question over the last five years, I mean, it's almost kind of like a playbook. They want to buy South American beans. They just cannot produce enough beans to meet their demand. I think the bigger thing that producers should ask themselves is, are you protected? Are you enough forward sold going into next week's planning intentions report because I think that could be a much bigger dynamic in these beans than the trade trade talks that we're going on right now. I think that is just a really short term uh, you know, knee-jerk reaction to the downside. I'd be much more concerned if we got 92, 93 million acres corn because China's still going to have demand for beans. But if we get those type of bean numbers, we could be looking at a completely different dynamic in the price of beans here moving forward in this marketing year if we don't get weather. Well, you talk about that and the, the volatility that's there. As we kind of look ahead into next week, 
we get past what happened today. We we start trading back again on Monday, hopefully putting some positives back on the screen. What should producers be doing to prepare themselves? I mean, we knew that these tariffs were going to happen. We've been talking about them for the last 15 days. So we've prepared for it. It's We've seen what's happened. Now let's prepare for Thursday's report. Yeah, I mean, we still have time to get some hedges in place. We still have time to make some forward sales. What I'm telling our guys at Lakefront is I want new crop cash beans I want or cash sales, HTAs. I want them between that 30 and 40 percent. I think that's a comfortable spot to be, even though we're down, uh, you know, a little bit from our recent highs here. We're down roughly about 20, 22 cents there. It's still, we're still well off the lows that we had back in those January 12th lows when that January report came off. I mean, we were still up, you know, you're looking at uh, probably about 50, 60 cents higher from those levels still. Now, the basis has obviously increased in a lot of places on these beans, but I'm still fearful. You start getting, let's just say 91.5, you have don't have very much weather this year. There's no question in my mind, you're probably going to be pushing well above 500 million metric tons or 500 million bushels come the ending stocks. And that's with only one 91.5. Now, there's a lot of surveys out there that are at that 91.5, 92. Um, the key question is how much beans do we get? Because if we get those type of figures in on acres on those beans, what does it do to corn? And did actually some of the cotton take away from the corn? If we're floating around less than 89 million corn, with our balance sheet the way it is, and the exports, let alone we haven't priced any weather yet, uh, that creates a very interesting dynamic for the corn market. You know, this is really making for an interesting um, setup for the report coming out on Thursday and thereafter, not knowing what Mother Nature's got in store with it being so wet in the eastern part, so dry in the southern areas. Could we see? Is there the thought of you just maybe in the ca- the coffee shop talk of, of losing some acres for that corn? Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's almost a given at this point. The question is, how much did we lose? Did beans do enough at this point to buy away some of those corn acres? And I do think they 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 have done enough in parts of the Dakotas, the western Minnesota. They've done enough. I think you're not going to see as much corn in those in those parts of the country as as we did last year for numerous reasons. But uh, there's some private surveys out there that are showing some decently increased uh, bean acres potential in Iowa, which would throw that throw that acre summer for a big curveball uh, and you know with the corn like i said the, the the balance sheet for corn you throw some weather at it and it gets very interesting in a hurry should demand stay consistent as it has been which last week we had an okay uh, export sales today uh but last week we moved almost 99 million bushels in one week i mean that's we haven't moved that in decades around folks we do have more coming up on the fontanelle final bell here on the rural radio network darren fessler is joining us with lakefront futures stick around more is coming up in just a moment Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Darren Fessler is joining us, Lakefront Futures. We have been talking, of course, about the volatility and the and the frustrations we've had in the markets, especially over the last 24 hours with all the talk that's been out there on, on trade, with tariffs, with fighting between the U.S. and China, and just kind of who's on the good list, who's on the bad list when it comes to the steel and the aluminum and where everything's kind of setting out. With that all being said, Darren... How, what strategies, what things should producers have in place as we look into this spring planting season and beyond? 
Yeah, and when we're talking corn in particular, we, we want to look at kind of some levels on the chart where uh, we've, we've obviously found resistance before and take a look at getting some cash sold at those levels and or hedges. Uh, I think that, you know, going again, hinting on this, the, the corn balance sheet, if there was a year where corn would look really attractive, uh, I, I think it would be this year, uh, just due to the fact that our demand has been so strong, and you throw a curveball if you don't get the acres into it, and you, and like I said, you you get the corn market, uh, the balance sheet anyway, you get that to be a very interesting dynamic, and you start thinking about okay, we we found some resistance previously on right around this 410 area to D's. It's not a surprise we we you know we found some resistance there. There's just we haven't traded much above there, even back in the late late last summer when we pushed almost 430. Now, you know I think producers going into this year, I think guys should lay out some targets or get a plan in place, get some targets down on paper, get some orders into your ethanol plant, your co-op, and stay disciplined with some of that stuff. Now, if one has hedges in place already. Some of the calls that I was looking at today just were not dropping what you would think, even when corn was down five and six points today, that these calls just continued to get the bids. It seems as though to me that this market wants to move higher. Now, I know that fund length has really increased here over the last month, it, and I think there's a reason for that. I think they're looking out here. You don't get the acres, you throw weather. Again, you, you create this dynamic for a higher prices this summer coming once we do price some of that weather. It, regardless if we have a 2.1 billion, billion carryout or a 1.5 billion carryout, sooner or later the market will price some weather in here. And I just getting some targets in place and knowing where you want to hedge at is key. That first thing is just knowing. And, and then the second thing is just taking the action. Um, um, and I think what you've seen over the last 24 hours here and the movements, the gyrations of this market, it, it, this type of market is what really frustrates producers. And when we have hedges in place and we're not worried about our downside as much, you know, we can go into the market year feeling confident that we have hedges working for ourselves. You know, obviously we want some higher prices, but we want to work for the highest cash price possible. But there's certain things, Mother Nature, uh, geopolitics, things out of D.C. We cannot control as producers, but with getting hedges in place, those are things we can't control. And when we're talking about the beans, I've been on record numerous times here. I think the outlook for the beans could be much more bearish than it is corn. And it comes back to next Thursday's report. Do we get those acres? Because if we get the acres... I, I'm in the camp that we're above 500 million. You, we really, if you get those type of acres, and we want any type of glimmer of hope in this this bean market, we're, we're probably going to have to want some weather concerns this summer. Now, I'm not, you know, overlooking the problems that we have with some of these tariffs if they do come to fruition. But I do think, in the short term, anyway, I think it's a, just a knee-jerk reaction. 
producers should be looking to take some of those cash sales, HGAs to that 30 to 40% as far as new crop beans are concerned, and look to have significant hedges in place below there. There's a lot of good strategies to lock in some decent floors here yet above 10 bucks. So take a look at those, and likewise with those beans, have, if we do get, you know, some higher levels here, have, be confident just selling some of those beans, especially if they're irrigated beans, you know, you, you, we know what some of the, we have a pretty good idea what that production is going to be. But again, the significant downside risk is here is in, in as far as all of these grains are concerned, it's on that bean complex. Lots of things to think about. Uh, quickly, I want to look at the cattle real quick because we've had so much dryness in the south. I've heard some producers saying that's going to push them to do some herd liquidating because they're not going to have the pastures to be able to feed them. What have you heard? Yeah, that, 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 I've heard that as well. Uh, the cattle market in general has been significantly beat up here. And we're seeing a pretty big premium on the cash side here. I, I still think you look at some of the cattle, they have been heavier, but the sell-off, uh, boy, it's, it, it's, it's almost a hedger's dream in a way. Darren, what's the best way for folks to, to reach out to you to talk more about markets? You bet. They can reach me directly at 402 402- Three six six zero four two three or lakefrontfutures.com. Thanks so much, Darren Fessler, joining us. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.